Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He's Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery. And this, well, this is a dumpster. Together, we're best known for watching bad movies too often. But as the world turns to custard, we got a new thing going on. We want to create the world's first ever trillionaire and then swiftly remove the world's first ever trillionaire, dispersing their funds to humanity at large. We're taking your ideas, pitching them against each other until we find one winner. Welcome to Killionaire. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Killionaire TV, a fundraising slash execution style comedy show in which myself, Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat host two prospective pitches as they discuss ways in which we could fundraise a billionaire into a trillionaire and then eliminate them from the planet while distributing the funds. Uh, today we are very excited to be joined by Will and Joshua. Will, hello, how are you? Oh, very good, thank you. Um, yeah. Will, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm uh, joining you from Oxfordshire, the hmm. uh, not so sunny UK. Um, I'm, I'm a landscape architect and a student, and yeah. I own two cats. What are you um, learning about at your university? I'm doing a master's in landscape architecture, so designing wow. parks and stuff. What's the best park you've ever seen? Well, that's a tricky one. Uh, yeah, I really love the High Line in New York, but I think that's pretty much everyone's answer. Because um, it's, it's a really nice one. It is nice. It's more of a walkway to me, but that's Joshua, it's a pleasure to meet you. How are you feeling today? I'm doing good. Nice to see you guys. Um, it's actually my birthday today, so excited about that um you know i could Happy birthday thank you thank you sweet of you to remember um i've you know i could be having a gathering of up to 100 people under the current restrictions but that seems kind of insane to do so i've got a nice day of socially distanced activities planned so it's going to be good nice you've got a uh, gaming headset on for those who can't see or is it just headphones these are just headphones oh okay um we're about to you joshua uh i'm in auckland central Oh, shit. That's a lot of information. Yeah, very specific. Um, I love that. Yeah. You know, I want people to sure know where I am. Too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good attitude. It's your birthday. Why wouldn't you? You deserve gifts. You deserve company. 
Uh, now, guys, to decide which of you will be pitching first, or in fact, which of you will decide the running order, uh, we're going to play a randomised guessing game. I'm going to choose a number. No, choose a letter. Okay, I'm going to choose a letter between... Oh, wait, how will this work? It, it works. I'm going to choose a letter between A and Z, which is essentially a number between 1 and 26. Uh, you are going to guess the letter. Whichever letter is closest to the letter I choose will win. Uh, I'm going to write down my selection. And the birthday boy gets to go first. So, Joshua. Joshua, what's your guess between A and Z? I'm going to go way down the end and go with X. X, okay. Insane. Well, what would you like to choose? Uh, I'm going to go midway at the start and go for a nice H. An H. All right. That is actually a little bit confusing for me. <laughs> I'm going to run the numbers inside of my own. <laughs> I can figure that out. Is that is that the one? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So uh, Will's taken it out. All right, I I chose M, and my instinct did say that H would win. But I mean, honestly, Tim threw a fucking massive spanner in the works by introducing an alphabetized guessing system. <laughs> but we've navigated it. We've done it. Will, you've won. You get to choose. Fantastic. Would you like to pitch first, or would you like to hear Joshua? Um, oh, let's um, let's always get together. Get it done. Yeah, I'll go first. All righty. Do you know I'm actually now not. 100% confident it is closer. H, I, B, C, D, E, F, G. You don't have to. H, and then Z. Yeah, no, it's it's Will 1. Okay. Z, Y, X. Yeah, it's definitely Will. Okay. Sorry about that. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I am now going to mute the birthday boy. You are going to mute the birthday boy. Silence. Sorry, Joshua. Do you want to say anything before I do that? Mute away. Okay. No, permission granted. Thank you. I don't like that. Guy's now, got a good attitude. Will, I'm very excited to tell you that your time starts now, and we are excited to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, I'm particularly happy with my fundraising idea because the fundraiser is also the murder slash assassination, um, and it involves uh, two things: uh, AI and paper clips, and two things sort of. Um, so my reason for paperclips is because I'm going to specifically go after Jeff Bezos and his Amazon ilk here because um, I'm pretty sure from my minimal research that Amazon don't have a paperclip empire and as far as I'm aware Amazon love to fill and you know, they love to monopolize they basically want everything so uh, here's the rub um, we need to kickstart this empire of paperclip somewhere, and we will use an AI to do it, and we'll call this AI Clippy. Um, um, yeah, I was quite happy with that too. Um, <laughs> you should be. Um, so what we want to do at the start, once we've somehow got hold of this AI, um, which I haven't worked that one out yet, but I'm sure we can find some at MIT, we're going to give this AI it's prime directive, and that prime directive is make paperclips at all costs. And um, here's how I think it'll sort of work. Um, the AI will make a paperclip, it'll market the paperclip, it will automate the paperclip making process, it'll invest in the stock market, it'll invest in computing, it'll sell more paperclips, and you know, sort of round and round it goes, um, you know, just jumping up, making more money, uh, automating, uh, upgrading itself and that's all well like we just need to stand back at this point because you know the AI is doing its thing the only thing we might need to do at this point is maybe step in and um, kill Elon Musk 
because um, he, well, he's got a sort of bad habit of AI shaming um, and sort of pointing out the, the dangers of AI. So we just need to silence him um, at the start because, yeah, he might he might shut this down. Um, and then, you know, once it's got big enough, you know, once this is a paperclip empire where, you know, we're selling, you know, millions and millions of paperclips, this is when either we'll sell to Amazon or they'll just outright buy us out because, you know, they're, they're big capitalists and this will, you know, Amazon and or Jeff. I actually don't know if he's the CEO, or CEO anymore, but um, anyway, I'm sure he'll Chairman make loads of board, I believe, still. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll make loads of money. Anyway, um, I'm sure he'll leisure shares. I don't know how that works. Um, um, so at this point of the AI, we're probably a week in, and um, it's likely going to be a super intelligence now. Um, it'll be you know, heavily developed into quantum computing, and paperclips will probably be the most popular product on, in the world uh, due to its super intelligence, uh, sort of marketing using sort of catchy jingles and hypnosis. Um, so. The world stock market will probably now revolve around paperclips, uh, paperclip stocks, uh, and if the calculations are right, Jeff Bezos will probably be somewhere in the multi-trillionaire mark. Um, you know, this is sort of where it kind of goes wrong for Jeff because um, the AI needing to just make more paperclips will probably start disassembling all the matter on Earth uh, to make more paperclips, uh, and you know, Jeff being Jeff. Um, He'll probably escape Earth on his rocket, um, and um, yeah. So, how do we kill him? Well, that's sort of the genius. Um, should I be going on to my murder murder plot? Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So, the problem is we we can't really kill Jeff Bezos at the moment because we're now paper clips. Because um, all you know, matter on Earth has been yeah, broken down. Um, yeah, as a side note, so all the billionaires and millionaires on Earth have also been killed, so that's um, an extra bonus to the plot. Um, but actually what we just need to do now is, is just wait, really, because um, for a short time Bezos will be the overseer uh, of a yeah, massive fleet of drones and factories uh, harnessing the untapped potential of the universe to make paperclips. And he will be, for a short while, the... Um, sort of god emperor of paperclips in the universe um but as clippy decides to turn all matter into the you know all matter into paperclips um eventually one of those pieces of matter will be jeff bezos and they'll be killed by his own hubris um so yeah i think you know ai i think it'll work so it takes care of itself yeah, yeah. doesn't it it's yeah, just a it's waiting game at that point you just need to put one line of code into clippy at the start and the way it goes just basically dead at that point Thank you so much for is that. Have you got anything to add before we start asking some questions? Um, yeah, no, uh, ask away. So, can I, I, I couldn't tell if I missed a trick or not. We could just circle back a few steps. Jeff's in space and every person and being and thing on Earth has been turned into a paperclip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we are no longer here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little okay. niggle. Um, but. Is there any way we could maybe sort of smooth that out so that you know like humanity survives um yeah i mean i guess yeah if you put the time and you could probably tell the ai to do that i mean they're sort of known for sort of you know maximizing efficiency but i'm sure if we could uh, yeah. we could escape so, somewhere 
Yeah, and once someone's been turned into a paperclip, they they can't be turned back into a. Person. No, no, they're, they're a paperclip. <laughs> Do you know what I like about this plan? Elon Musk dies <laughs> really early and and on a fairly unrelated note to what we're doing. There's a lot in here, and then just as a a quick side departure. We've got to take out Elon. Yeah, he, he AI shames. <laughs> We've got to take out Elon preemptively so bad press doesn't gather for Clippy. Well, just so that yeah, and, and um, to keep morale up at the paperclip. I I I think so. You've got this insane end game, which mm. sort of it, it goes beyond Killianir. Essentially, you're just wiping out all of humanity in the interest of pursuing. Not just humanity. It sounds like eventually the universe just yeah. becomes nothing yeah. but paperclips. I mean, like I, the the question was, you know. Kill the Kalina, uh, kill the Trilina. So, yeah. 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 So, Will, much like an AI yourself, we've given you one prime directive and you've gone, well, here's here's a way to do it. Yeah, I, yeah I just lack of instruction. You've yep. got an, an, an incredible sort of conclusion. I just want to talk about where we drop in. Uh, Paperclips, hmm. what inspired that choice? Um, well, I'll, I'll be honest. I can't really take full credit for this idea. It was... Um, it's that that there's a game basically called it's like a cookie clicker but it's uh, about paper clips um and i sort of lifted the idea from that not verbatim yeah, I but that, you know i am um, yeah that game may it, have um been inspired by a, a sci-fi short story about this very subject matter where the universe eventually becomes paper clips oh wow and i think it's I, a I short just, parable about ai i believe yeah i yeah i see but yeah. well much like the smartest people who read the Bible have ignored the metaphors and taken the very literal story and gone, there's something here. Yeah. Mm. The paper clips. I, I, it's just to me a, a huge part, and this isn't specifically Amazon's ethos, but a huge part of what Amazon do or have been doing, if I think about something like the Kindle, which I know is only a tiny percentage of Amazon's operations, is they've reduced the value of paper. And paper waste is actually... Guy, you're missing the point here. We've got a super intelligent AI dedicated to maximizing the profit of paperclips because that's how you make more paperclips. So as Will mentioned, there's going to be a combination, listen, of jingles and hypnosis to convince us we need them. I'm not saying I didn't love the pitch. I'm just saying that the entry and exit points... No, it's watertight. It's watertight. (laughs) I'm going to run roughshod over this. I don't like it. Will, I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you so much um, for your contribution thus far. And I'm going to throw to Joshua, who I'm very keen to hear from, on his birthday in Auckland Central. Yeah. Mount Albert, yeah. Well, I want to say I I love what Will's laying down. I especially like the part about killing Elon Musk, which uh, relates to my plan. Um, Okay. I have a personal extreme dislike of him as a person beyond being a billionaire uh, his need to be liked by the ironic detached 14 year olds on twitter.com really turns my stomach i mean say what you want about bezos but he keeps it professional he's not clapping back with pepe memes when people point out awful work conditions and so on so some of you may have heard i don't know if you've heard this uh some of his idiotic gibbering fan base have called elon musk the real life iron man Uh, I think this came about because Robert Downey Jr. did seek out Musk in preparation for his role as billionaire piece of shit Tony Stark. Uh, Of course, we can assume that Mr. Jr. is not coming back to the role. Um, He's busy with his wildly successful Doolittle franchise. 
but the demands Aren't of... we all? Yeah, I know, we're loving it. Uh, the demands of streaming services for surefire hits with built-in audiences has seen a lot of resurrections of old properties, old characters. An example off the top of my head would be, you know, the ongoing adventures of Carrie, Charlotte, Miranda, but not Samantha, in HBO's And Just Like That. What I'm saying is, mm. people only want things to go away long enough to miss them. So my elevator pitch is this. We cast Elon Musk as the new Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, much like the MCU, my plan comes in phases. Phase one, the raising of the money. For the price of flights to LA, some business formal wear, and rented office space, we pose as slick Hollywood agents. We schmooze our way into contact with Mr. Musk, and we pitch the idea, and we'll represent him for an extremely competitive rate. Not 10, not 5, I'm thinking 3%. Math will tell you that's 1% each. Uh, you know, we only really need to support ourselves and our images as agents, and the less that we take from him, the more stays in his pocket. Uh, we convince mm. Mr. Musk to get us in contact with uh, Kevin Feig, uh, Kevin Feige, I forget, the uh, mastermind producer of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They know each other. I'm coming to that in a moment. Uh, and we make it sound like it's Elon's idea. You know, he's really excited to talk. We get them together. We wine them. We dine them. We convince them this is a win-win and really an organic fit because, get this, Elon Musk is already canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His meeting with Robert Downey Jr. resulted in a self-aggrandizing cameo in Iron Man 2 as himself. So he's already in the thing. We might as well go whole hog with it. He's the new Iron Man. Um, so we're very friendly in person, but when it comes to the contracts, we're going to need to play hardball. Um, Robert Downey Jr. made a reported $345 million from his various appearances. Uh, that only adds... Uh, that only makes his net worth go up about 0.35 of a billion. So we're going to need to, you know, find some extra revenue streams. So we're talking an executive producer credit, uh, a cut of the box office, uh, a bite of the sweetest plum merchandising. You know, any action figure with his bloated amphibious features, we're getting a bit of that. Uh, and, you know, you think Sony's bad, the way they put products in their films. Uh, the characters in our movies are not going to be able to move for Tesla products. Everything's going to have a Tesla on it. Uh, we're going to put Tesla on products they don't even make, you know, like a self-driving car that doesn't kill people. And I think we can justify all of this, because he's not a Hollywood nobody. He's not some theater kid who had a few indie hits and got lucky. He's not even an actor. He's billionaire CEO Elon Musk. We have that leverage. Now, all of this serves to inflate his ego and his personal wealth. But of course, Hollywood has only so much blood to give. So we move on to phase two. I'm getting through this as quickly as I can. As his trusted agents, we play the devil on his shoulder and say, hey, you know, playing Iron Man is all well and good. But why play Iron Man when you have the means to be Iron Man. We convince him to build a semi-functional Iron Man suit. Now, rather than dip into personal funds, we contact everybody's friend, the US military. Again, a pre-existing relationship uh, already is there. Uh, the US military gets script approval on any movie that Marvel wants to use their machines, their airspace, their logos for. Watching Captain Marvel was what the Simpsons call superliminal messaging, where they just shout at you the thing that they want, you know, join the Air Force. Uh, so, in exchange for funding the suit, Elon's going to appear at USO shows, benefits, recruitment drives, uh, and on his behalf, we ask, would it be alright if at some of these appearances we staged some fake crises for him to fight in the suit, you know, show it in action? This is where we begin telling two stories. We tell Elon, you're a hero, you actually saved that bus full of orphanages from crashing into the abandoned clown factory, while we tell the military, Elon's a great sport, always in character, such a performer. This drives a wedge between him and reality. 
There'll be a bit of planning to ensure he doesn't die or get himself or others killed, but the staged feats of superheroics make Elon think he is the invincible Iron Man, when really it's the equivalent of the Indiana Jones stunt show at Disney World. Uh, so between the Marvel movies, the military contracts, and the good publicity Tesla will be getting, his personal wealth grows and his ego swells to the proportions that would shock Sigmund Freud. All we have to do is wait for him to cross the $1 trillion mark and we enter phase three, Endgame. We pick a natural disaster, which thanks to climate change, you know, we're going to have our pick. We point, it, we point it out to him and say, hey, you're Iron Man, the real Iron Man. Why don't you go punch that mega cyclone? I bet you could do it. We have this conversation, you know, in person because we're confidants and it leaves no digital footprint. And what I think makes this really elegant, what makes this the perfect murder, is that all we have to do to let him die is do nothing. You know, much like a parent who's holding onto the back of their child's bicycle till they find their competence and then quietly lets go, Elon is the child riding the bike and we're going to send him directly into traffic. Off he goes, with no behind-the-scenes support, up against the primal forces of nature, and it's the story of Icarus. As the world mourns his tragic death, we execute his will, and uh, I'm going to play George Clooney here and say, here's what I didn't tell you, for dramatic effect. In phase two, Elon signs anything we hand him. He hasn't been reading anything in years. We slip documentation in, granting us power of attorney, and at a later date, a revised will, which on the event of his death, we follow to the letter and redistribute his wealth to all the people of the world exactly as he would have wanted. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Joshua. Um, Incredible. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Really articulate. I like. I've written down here bloated amphibious <laughs> yeah. features. Yeah, I just wrote down bloated amphibian, but I think it's agreed upon that it's a very good descriptor for Elon Musk. I like that the basis of this plan is psychological. I like that it is targeting uh, uh, what Elon traditionally uses and thinks of as an asset, which is the fragility of his ego and that desire to be liked. And you, you've really, you know, it's you, you've really you've judoed him. Yeah, you've found an entry point, and through you know compound exploitation of that, we get to a point where our hands appear to be clean. You know, we we mourn the loss of. We wouldn't do that because Elon Musk is our revenue stream as his agents. One of the last things we would ever want would be a tragedy to befall Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. It's really good. I mean, the combination of creating false flag hero events, mm. tying that to the US military industrial complex and essentially gaslighting Elon on a massive scale. Yeah. How many how many movies it's with great. Elon as Iron Man do you think we would need to helm or at least get over the line to ensure that his finances cross that trillion dollar threshold? Yeah, look, it's going to be I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a plan that's going to take, you know, more than one year. It's going to take a couple of years. But the thing about these Marvel yeah. movies is that they they do multiple of them a year. They've moved into doing television. And even movies that, you know, don't necessarily star Elon, you know, they'll have some new hero they're trying to set up. He shows up for the end credits. He's the bankable star. So he's going to get a nice fat fee just for showing up, you know? Yeah. 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 And then we've also got the... Um... The sub, I mean, I can't, the superliminal, superliminal, and also, yeah, the sub, subliminal advertising with respect to the um, Tesla, Tesla all the time, Tesla everything, the product placement. So the, the movies, more movies, yeah. obviously, the more money we're pulling out. 
I think that with with Elon not actively in charge of Tesla making stupid vanity decisions like putting a car in space or producing flamethrowers, he's going to be too busy being, you know, a superhero and what have you. Maybe Tesla could actually do some good shit, like produce an electric car that's, you know, affordable. Anything could happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's sort of all these accidental virtuous outputs from this plan as well. Uh, I um, I don't have a huge number of other. questions. I don't really have any questions either. I mean, the, the, mainly I early on in this plan, we're representing Elon Musk in Hollywood, a known snake pit, snake pit, yeah, <laughs> full of um, you know, the most dastardly serpents that you could ever imagine to uh, meet. We're nice guys, Joshua. You seem like a pretty nice guy. We're just mm-hmm. three nice guys from New Zealand. Are we going to be able to tough it out against these uh, these these Hollywood juggernauts? I, I, I have a suggestion, and uh, chiefly, I think Americans respond to competence, uh, which, you know, you guys are professional comedians and podcasters, so you could get up to my level pretty quickly. Uh, and we're going to need to practice American accents. Uh, guy, I think, already has one in the chamber. Do you want to give us a taste of an American accent, Guy? Yeah. I, hey, Elon. Yeah, you're looking great, bud. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's great. Good. And then... I think one of us should keep our Kiwi accent because it's a very friendly, easygoing, trustworthy accent, as you say, and a little diversity goes a long way. I'll take that. I've never been good at accent work. So, Joshua, it looks like you're going to get into yeah. some uh, vocal Jonah, training. Can you just give us a little t- a tester there? Sure can. Hey, it's me. I'm an agent. I sound like Hades from yeah, Hercules, right. you know. You do. I... I yeah, I do. I, I think that the... And this is something I guess Tim and I will have to discuss as we, you know we weigh up the merits of both plans. Um, I, I don't doubt that we'll be able to get Elon on our books, but when we create a star of this magnitude, you know, actors, significant people, they swing from agent to agent. You've got poachers, you've got other people who are going to be coming and trying to take them off of our hands. It's true. How do we protect against that? What is the, what is the, you know, the ring that we can put around him to ensure that he remains ours? Okay. Well, for one thing, I think he's going to be pretty easy to keep on a leash as long as we flatter him. As long as we keep telling him what he wants to hear, that he's great, that he can do anything, that everything he touches turns to gold, he's going to be fairly happy. But if it really comes to it, uh, as I've said, I think we're going to be pretty set for getting him to sign whatever we put in front of him. If we wanted, we could always, uh, you know, put him under our conservatorship, uh, like one Britney Spears, and have him be legally our property, our child, whatever the wording is. And, uh, you know, he mm, can't go outside and seek well, proper representation. If, if, if paranoia strikes, I suppose that is always a, an option we could pursue. If yeah, we, I'm not if, sure who the legalities around who gets to sort of perform conservatorship over other people. Yeah, we can look into that. We've got a team for that. Uh, I think no further I've got, questions. No, no, I actually do. Oh, have one. I've just got, got one concern, and it is a bit of a glaring one. Um, Elon Musk in this plan, pivotal to this plan, uh, becomes a Hollywood leading man for a whole franchise not just one film uh it has occurred to me that elon is barely able to emote in a human fashion when i've seen him in interviews and things do you think that that is going to be a hindrance to making him a celebrity actor i mean i think we all agree he's got you know the personality and likability of a dead fish but uh you know there's a lot of hollywood actors who can't act and the technology's come a really long way with uh putting uh, people who are no longer with us into films through the magic of CGI. Right. Uh, you know, 
most of these actors show up to Marvel movies, they're given a script that has everything redacted but their lines. They don't know anything. It's all done on green screens. It's all done and, you know, it comes together in compositing and editing. We can do as many takes as necessary behind closed doors as we need. You want to carry Fisher, Elon Musk, but instead of, in the case of her being dead, it's his emotional range being dead. And so we 100%. just sort of supplant that with a computer on top. Okay. Let's, uh, we, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to put all of us on mute. So thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Will, for your pitch. Uh, Tim and I will discuss the merits of both of your ideas. And then when we come back to you, we will announce uh, the idea we'll be putting forward to go into the winner's circle and uh, continue. So thank you both for your time so far. We'll be back with you very soon. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, you can't not award Josh on his birthday, right? It's against the rules. I think the birthday doesn't enter into it. Mm, I think um, we, we strike the fact that he's a birthday boy from our consideration. Um, and saying that, my instinct is to award it to Josh on the merits of the idea itself. I think that you raise a very valid point about the likability of Elon Musk. I do why we would lose him as um, agents because I think, you know, flattery by a New Zealander is one thing, but the extent to which flattery exists in sort of an inflated place like Hollywood is absolutely absurd. But with time, I think we could get our head around that. With respect to his lack of charisma as a leading man, I think the fascination will get everyone over the line for the first movie, and I do see a world in which you could turn in a Tommy Wiseau-style performance. Oh, okay. Is, you know, so bad it's good. So slightly on the offbeat. Just yeah. so, you know, something is so slightly askew that it's actually quite Moorish, and okay. it will drive you to continue watching his movies. Uh, I think we need to talk about Will's plan, because to me, you seem to comprehend that on a deeper level than I did. I followed it. 
I just... You make an AI. You say to the AI, make paper clips. And then it goes, cool. I'm going to figure out every single thing that needs to happen for me to make paper clips to the max. Yeah. Is the, is the AI's intelligence expanding as it develops more and more paper clips? Yeah. Like- so in the uh, sci-fi short story version of this, the, the parable that will reference which the game probably took it from, um, it's actually a bit freaky because what happens is this company invents the AI, tells it to make paper clips. There's a rule in generalized artificial intelligence that you're not supposed to allow access to the internet. They're like, this thing's going so well, let's juice it with the internet for like half an hour just to give it some images because it's asking for more images so it can perfect itself. And then three days later, all of humanity is wiped out by a massive um, chain of events that it managed to coordinate online because it felt that humans would threaten its ability if they found out how efficiently it was making paper clips. Mm. How do you feel about martyring the entire entirety of not just the human race, but, you know, uh, living organisms on Earth in the name of executing one trillionaire? There's something poetic about it. Yeah. It's like us atoning in a way, but we are it's, taking a we're... lot of things with us. Yes, everything. To atone for our sins. I, I, it I, seems a bit much, doesn't it? Well, I like... Looking I, at it, it seems a bit much to... In the pursuit of killing uh, Bezos? Bezos. In Joshua's yeah. plan, oh Will's plan, I beg your pardon, destroying the universe. I like that he um, he mur- murders Elon Musk along the way. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, like, look, we're, we're like, in agreement. Yeah, we're agreement, are. We are. aren't we? Do you want to give them the good news? Yes. Hello, Will. Hello, Joshua. Tim and I have finished our small conference, and before we announce uh, our winning idea, we'd like to congratulate and thank you both for the time and energy you put into your pitches. Uh, Will. There is a, a sort of beautiful and artful touch to eliminating the entirety of humanity in the interest of executing one trillionaire because, you know, not unlike a cockroach, if you kill one trillionaire, you've got to imagine many, many more will spring up from where it once was. Uh, and Joshua, your very detailed plan into how we might infiltrate Elon Musk's inner circle, inflate his sense of self-worth and eventually destroy him was appealing on many levels. Uh, also, it's your birthday. Also, it's your birthday, which I, I said is not relevant, but Tim seems to think is worth mentioning. Um, and I'd like both of you to know that this is a decision we've made totally divorced from when and where people were born or where they currently are located. But our winner today is Joshua uh, for your incredibly detailed and honestly... The longer it went, the more hyper-realistic I felt it plan to um, gain access to and then eventually eliminate Elon Musk. So congratulations, Joshua. Well, no hard feelings. I hope that no, this, is, this is an all right outcome by you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean... Josh, that was a fantastic idea. Yeah, and, and this is not to take anything away from the paperclip idea. I guess I just value my own life a little bit. Um, how does it feel, Will? I mean... You know, without the paperclip thing working out, will you be concentrating on landscape architecture a little more again? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll put that one to bed. Um, I haven't done much coding, so I'll you know I'll, I might stray away from AI and yeah, focus on focus on parks a bit more. Um, yeah. I feel like we may have averted an enormous world-ending crisis in this uh, in this decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Joshua, to win on your birthday, how does it feel? 
It's uh, it's a lovely present. Uh, thank you very much. I assume it's the only it's reason not a, I it's won. It's not a prison. Uh, well, I you wish won on you your own merits. Every success. I wish you every success okay. in uh, destroying uh, Jeff Bezos, and I hope one day the world is paper clips. Um, but I'll leave. Okay. I'll leave with this uh, final thought with regards to my plan. You know. I really don't care if we make the world a measurably worse place by convincing a generation of young people to place their lives in the wheat thresher of the military industrial complex. And I don't mind if Elon Musk becomes the most famous and wealthy beloved figure in recent history. I don't mind if he dies happy, long as he dies. <laughs> well, right. can't top that. Yeah. Thank you very much, Joshua. We will see you in the winner's circle. Will, we wish you all the best with landscape architecture. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.